Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to episode 22 of Talk 4, the quickfire podcast where we ask four great questions to unique and interesting people. Behind the mic today is your host, Louis Scoopian, that's me, and our special guest for today, Ross Mullen, who's going to be answering our questions today. Ross, please say hi, introduce yourself, and give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do before I shoot some questions. Hey, uh, my name is Ross Mullen, and I'm an actor, um, and I've been an actor since I was quite young. I have, I'm kind of famous for um, not being recognized for what I do, uh, because I play creatures in movies and TV shows. I played the White Walker on Game of Thrones. I played the Silence in Doctor Who. I also puppeteered a little bear called Nev the Bear in a show called Bear Beating Badly, in the UK, and I also played the number taker on Number Jazz, which is a wow. There you go. Learning school. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, um, I'm late to the party, and I only started watching mm-hmm. Game of Thrones a couple of months ago. But obviously, wow, what an amazing project to have been a part of. I mean, I can't <laughs> wait to ask a few questions about that. But I tell you what, you got to play some seriously cool characters, didn't you? Yeah, I have. It's been a really crazy career. Um, imagine well i'll tell you what the least let's um let's dive into the first question because that's exactly what the first question is about so um so for my first question how did you find your way into the acting space and how did your journey take you to such awesome roles well um i've always wanted to be an actor since i was like five my initial um desire has probably what has landed me where I am today. The first thing I really wanted to do is I wanted to be a monster on Scooby-Doo when I was a little kid. And my mom, <laughs> you know, no way, you can't be a cartoon character, but I could be an actor. So um, after lots of uh, pushing and shoving at my parents, they eventually put me to drama school. Uh, I excelled in a lot of physical roles um, in drama school. I was a very physical actor and uh, when I left drama school, I went into a mask theater company. Uh, the form was called Comedia dell'arte. And I would say that that really propelled me and prepared me for what I eventually would do, which is land a role in a miniseries called Dinotopia around the year 2000, from 1999. And I played a dinosaur for the early stages of what was motion capture, um, playing a dinosaur. So I was playing this wild, crazy dinosaur in Anatopia. After that, my agent, um, you know, she she hooked me up with uh, putting me into Clash of the Titans, where I played a witch. And uh, eventually then I went on to do Game of Thrones, Doctor Who, several characters in B-horror movies where I played werewolves and aliens and uh, getting ready to play a vampire in a movie now. Uh, yeah, and I also puppeteered, which uh, uh, I trained with Jim Henson's company in the early 90s here in the UK when they had a, a place in Camden. And um, I also did a puppeteering job, a very big puppeteering job when I was uh, around 2005. Uh, they were looking for a new puppeteer on a show called Smile, uh, where I was puppeteering my little bear, Nev. Uh, on a, a Sunday morning, you know, show for kids. And then I got a spinoff series called Bear Behaving Badly from it. <laughs> so wow. I was with him for a number of years. So that's yeah. how I landed in the soup of my career. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm an actor. I do a lot of stage work still. Uh, I've done a lot of musicals. Um, 
I do a lot, do some voiceover work as well. I've done lots of voiceover work over the years. Yeah, it's a little eclectic and crazy. I just kind of go wherever the work is, really. Fantastic. Um, just want to ask as well, I didn't know this actually, but you, so you said you were in Clash of the Titans, right? Yeah, I played one of the witches in uh, the remake of the Clash. Is, of the is that the one with the eye and everything? Yeah, the eye, the eye, the eye. <laughs> I'm, Brilliant. The, I'm the very tall, overweight, beautiful witch. <laughs> I love it. Ugly I've got to go back now and watch that. I have to see it now. <laughs> yeah, it's the one with Sam Worthington and, yeah. and uh, Jenna Arterton. So wow, fantastic. That well, was my big, my big first prosthetics role. Yes. Brilliant. Wow, you've been some really big stuff, haven't you? Um, yeah, yeah, so for my for my second question then, um, what was the whole Game of Thrones experience like for you? How did it feel to be part of such an amazing series and to be playing such a menacing character? Um, it was uh, unknown to me, really, because I had just finished doing Clash of the Titans probably the year before that. Mm. Um, and I, I have to say, quite honestly, I didn't enjoy being buried in prosthetics that much. <laughs> I can imagine. It's probably but very the hot result, the, it was very, very hot and very difficult to shoot, very complicated. Um, and I kind of swore to myself, uh, I'm not sure I want to do that sort of thing again. But about a year and a half later, after we'd finished shooting, after the movie came out, uh, I was contacted by the makeup artist who, who did the beautiful makeup on Clash of the Titans. And he said, are you around and would you be interested in uh, working on a Thrones? Uh, this is what he said to my agent. My agent came to me and she said, you know, the guy you worked with on Clash of the Titans wants to know if you're interested in playing a monster in Game of Thrones. Well, I'd never heard of Game of Thrones. It had been on for one season and it was not really on my radar. It's not something I would have watched personally. Um, mm. And... Uh, I immediately said, oh, I don't really know about that because <laughs> I didn't really love doing prosthetic work. She said, well, they're really keen to see you. Can you ride a horse? And I said, no, I can't ride a horse. So I thought that definitely puts me out of the running. And she said, well, you know, she came back to me. She said, they're still interested in seeing you. If you want to go down, just have a chat with them. It's a really big HBO show. So I went down and I said, hi, uh, I'm here for King of Thrones. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nina Gold went, uh, well, it's actually Game of Thrones. And I went, ah, oh, it's a game? I thought it was a TV show. And she went, no, it's a TV show. It's called Game of Thrones. Because I thought, oh, well, maybe it's a like a computer game. I didn't know. I was like completely in the dark. That's too good. I went in and they showed me loads of pictures and drawings and concepts of what they believed um, the White Walker would look like. They described the character to me. They described the show to me. Um, then they gave me, um, you know, the inner tube to a wrapping paper, you yeah. know, like toilet roll, like mm, a car yeah, yeah. inner tube. They gave me one of those. Uh, they asked me if I do sword fighting, which I do. I have done some sword fighting in my life. And, um, I, they said, you know, pretend that's your sword. And off of the, the drawings that we've showed you and what we've described to you as the character, Pretend that you're walking through the snow and there's a baby lying there in front of you and you're going to do something really awful to it. <laughs> so with my cardboard inner tube, I did my bath, I took my shoes and socks and <laughs> walked over to the baby and pretended like I was going to kill it. And then in the very last minute, I gave you a little kiss. <laughs> oh, it was very funny. 
Um, then they, you know, they had a little, they were talking amongst themselves and they said, you know, can you ride a horse? I was like, no. And they were like, you know, are you afraid of horses? I was like, no, because I've been on farms a lot. My dad grew up on a farm. Um, but I said, you know, I don't know how to ride. And they said, well, if we put you out on lessons, you know, if we put you into lessons, would you be comfortable with it? And I said, yeah, sure. I, I could do that. I thought, you know, why, why would you send a 40 something year old guy for horseback riding lessons? But they were keen to have me on the show. So uh, off we trotted and I did, I, I accepted the job on what I thought was King of Thrones. Mm. And um, <laughs> then I started watching the show uh, as I was preparing to do my role. And I realized, wow, this is actually a really good show. And when I found out that I was going to be the season finale, uh, the season finale reveal at the end of season two, uh, I, I thought, wow, this is really cool because their season one finale was amazing when they killed off Sean Bean. Spoiler yeah. uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. And I, I thought maybe it'll be a big career shift. <laughs> Who knows? I wow. uh, loved working on it. Um, I had an easy time on it. It wasn't like Clash of the Titans where it was very challenging. The, the makeup was totally different. I didn't overheat uh in fact, actually, when we worked outdoors a lot of the time, it was, it was actually trying to stay warm in uh, that prosthetic. Because when the prosthetic gets cold, it's very difficult to warm you up. <laughs> it's, you can't mm. really when you get hot, you can do certain things like put ice in your armpits and on your wrists and on your feet to kind of cool you down. But um, it was great. A fantastic team. Uh, Dave and Dan, the producers, were amazing and lovely to work with. I worked, you know, for for three seasons on Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, with an amazing director, Michelle McLaren, who I absolutely loved, a fellow Canadian. Um, I loved working on the horse. Uh, fantastic, you know, trained, I was trained fanta by fantastic stunt people at uh, Devil's Horseman uh, out in Milton Keynes. And uh, it was all around an amazing experience. And it was a career shift for me because after that I was asked to be on Doctor Who and numerous horror movies and commercials. And I just finished working on a Marvel film, which I can't tell you which one it is, Ooh. but next year. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's been an amazing experience for me. And uh, I have, uh, I mean, I have a ton of White Walker toys in my house, um, which I, you know, only dreamed of in the days of when I wanted to be a monster on Scooby-Doo. Mm. I would be a monster that is a toy is just blows my mind. So uh, brilliant. Yeah, the dreams are ticked, and uh, I loved being on the show. It, it was fantastic for me. That's great. What an interesting story. But can I just say the funniest thing for me is that there was no there was no audition, there was no selection process. It was a case of Ross grab this wrapping paper tube and go steal that baby. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> I, know, I know, and you know what? It's often the case that all of the jobs that have really been big career shifts for me have actually been because at the very last minute, somebody has just been like, we're really stuck and we kind of think you might be able to do this. Mm, sure. Same with Clash of the Titans. I showed up for the role of the Jin warrior in that, who is the big wooden, I don't know if you remember in Clash of the Titans, there's a big wooden warrior guy. Very, oh, yeah. very when I arrived, uh, Lucinda Sison said, I'm really sorry, but actually we've already cast it today. We've decided it. But she said, because you've come down, we're actually thinking of casting 
one of the witches as a really tall witch. Uh, and we would need probably a guy to do it. Uh, oh. What do you think? And I said, sure. She's like, well, we don't have a script, but we want something kind of ugly, sexy, funny, weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, sure, turn the camera on. I'll give it, I'll give it a go. <laughs> and I just was going around on the floor going, the eye, the eye, give me the eye. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, that was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and I just tend to say yes to work. Even it's very easy to get me to do a job, basically. Because as you, as I said to you, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do another prosthetics job. Mm. But very easy convince, you know. Uh, when people are nice and they're like, oh, we would really love you to do this. I'm like, yeah, I would. I know there were a couple of people they saw, but I think my build, uh, my build was right. You know, they were looking for somebody, I was a bit slimmer than I am now, but, you know, they were looking for somebody skinny enough that they could build the costume up so he looked a little bit lean and ripped. Sure. So, and they needed somebody tall, but not too built up. Uh, so I my size was just right you know perfect a lot to do with it yeah. yeah interesting well there you go um yeah it's good to be you know yeah a yes person doesn't it towards work and everything and um talking about actually you know getting the work in the first place um for my third question i wanted to ask do you have any advice for new and aspiring actors who are looking to get into the industry anything to be looked out for or things to focus on in the early stages yeah, actually, I mentor young actors uh, when uh, ones that I've taught. I've been teaching at uh, Performance Preparation Academy in Guildford, and um, I mentor some of the actors there now that they've graduated. Um, my advice to young actors is get out there and look, watch a lot of stuff. Go to the theater a lot. Um, watch a lot of stuff on TV and movies. Find out what you like first of all. What drives you? What what you what you what makes you go, man? I want to do that. Um, also, you know, watch watch stuff that maybe isn't always the best stuff in the land. So you can also say, hey, I can do that. That makes me feel like it's possible. That's my first advice. My second advice is, uh, and this happened to me when I wanted to get into film and television more dramatically. Uh, I just called up a lot of film schools and got in touch with, you know, film schools and said, Hey, you know, I'm an actor. I've been an actor for a number of years. You know, you know, I'm an actor. I want to work in film and TV and I need some experience. You know, if you have any young student filmmakers who want to put me in a movie or I'm right for, you know, you just got to be a bit kind of keen. Also hook up with other actors, do classes, do, I mean, do the Manuel Puro self-taping challenge. That is a really big, big, uh, a big keen thing you should do. Mm -hmm. uh, the casting director, Manuel Puro, he does 21 day self-taping challenge. You'll meet other actors, meet other actors, get keen, work together, work on small projects if you can, big projects, write if you can. I've done stand-up comedy in my life. I've done club work with uh, cabaret work, you know? Do anything you can. And yeah, I think, you know, my advice is say yes to everything within reason, obviously, you know, mm. be cautious of people who are asking you for money or asking you to do things that you're not comfortable doing. That is, you know, always run it by your friends, always run it by your family. Um, you know, st stay, stay alert, but also, you know, try and stay, keep your heart open to things and new projects, you know, 
the industry is uh, is full of different directions and paths that you can take. You can be in fantasy, you can be in drama, you can be in, you know, I watch a lot of stuff. I watch every kind of genre there is. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on out there and you'll be expected to explore a lot of maybe different and uncomfortable areas of who you are as an actor mm-hmm. uh, and yourself, you know, because because a lot of the time the subject matters, are, even in Game of Thrones, are about sexual abuse or rape or, you know, big, big topics that Definitely. asked of you. So put that into your psyche of how will I be if I need to work through stuff like that on set um, when it, when it, when it, when it approaches me, how will I react to that? And be prepared, always be prepared. And you can only be prepared by doing, by doing as an actor. So I I recommend take classes, get together with people, read scripts and uh, get vulnerable with it. That's my, my advice. Brilliant. That's great advice. And um, yeah, I I like what you said there, because from, you know, listening to your history and stuff as well, it's been clear that you've obviously had a a clear idea of what you wanted to do, you know, even since you were a young boy and stuff, but you've still gone and you've tried all these different things and you've got the experience in all these different areas and different genres and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's definitely important to keep an open mind towards it, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. Um, You know, you look at the work that Michaela Cole has done on, BBC with um, oh, it's her show. It was incredible. Um, oh, I mean, she did Bubblegum, which was incredible. Uh, but uh, Michaela Cole, she did. Uh, yeah, I can't help you with that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm gonna help you with it right now because I'm getting it up. Uh, I may destroy. I may destroy you. Okay. You know, she's she's a fantastic actor and. Uh, she wrote an incredible piece with I May Destroy You. And she, you know, explored uh, a very dark situation, uh, you know, where she was, I believe, date raped. Uh, but it, it was like a funny show. It was completely different and unique way of telling a story. She's a young actor. She's very open about what she's gone through in her life. But she's also able to... Um, make herself vulnerable to it and also tell the story without it being too um, overwhelming for the audience, I think. Um, So, you know, the industry is super fascinating, you know, like uh, Killing Eve is another one, you know, Fleabag is another one. It's like there's so many incredible things going on out there and they're, you know, you need to lean into how they're made, who they come from and their stories. Stories is what, you know, this industry is about. So mm. into storytelling and what's your story? You know, that's, I'm writing right now. And I'm, I'm trying to tell my story. What is my story? And, uh, you know, everybody has a fascinating story inside of them. It's important to get in touch with that. The more you know yourself, the more you'll be able to bring yourself to your roles and make them very interesting. Brilliant advice. Right. So talking a little bit more about your story for the fourth and final question, Ross, mm-hmm. what has been your favorite moment, work or scene from your career so far that has really stuck with you as the pinnacle of your work? Gosh, that's uh, I get asked that question a lot. Um, there's a short answer and then there's a longer answer. The short answer is my favorite role probably to date was playing uh, a, a Polish gangster in Sky and Bloom. 
Uh, it's a, a movie I did back in 2009. Uh, I loved it. I was, I, I fought for the role because I'm not Polish and, you know, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a gay man. And it was a real macho kind of heavy history kind of role. And I really wanted it because I knew I could play it. When I read the script, I was like, oh man, I got to get this role. And I was up against a lot of Polish guys for it. Uh, but I worked my butt off to get it. And I certainly got it. And I loved doing it. And I've worked with the film company since. I've done several films with them. And I'm working with them on another project. They're more independent based. And I love it. But every role that I play, and I truly mean this, every role that I play when I'm in it, whether it's the White Walker or Nev the Bear or uh, like something theatrical, like I just played a Shetland pony in a... In a <laughs> I saw that. I saw that, yeah. By, by a, a show that was written by a 12-year-old girl who is amazing because uh, uh, I work for a charity as well. Uh, all of them, you know, when you're, when you're an actor and you 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 give yourself over to your role it's that role that you're in at that moment that you love the most that's your baby that's your child and then when you're finished that role you have to let them go there's like a, a grieving process i suppose mm. it's not very long for me i can let go of a character and go that's it it's finished you know it's done um another little you know notch up there to my characters uh when I look back on them all, they're all like, I think Dolly Parton says that about her songs. They're all my babies. And I think that about all my characters that I've played, they're all my babies. They're all my, they're all mine. And uh, <laughs> they're all beautiful in their own little way, you know? So it's hard to pick one out and go, this one was better than that one. But if I had to, I would probably say, uh, yeah, playing Duchek in uh, Sky and Bloom, which you can download as well and watch. It's on, I think. I think it's on Amazon Prime, uh, on Apple. I'm not sure, but you can find it easily enough from IMDb. Absolutely. Well, excellent. So that is our four questions done for today. And before we wrap it up, it is time for the shameless plug. Ross, feel free to take a minute and promote anything you're working on. Want people to take a look out, just something you believe in. I know you have a cameo and stuff, so you know, feel free to promote anything you you know you want people to see and take a look at. Hey, sure. Um, follow me on Twitter. Um, follow me on Instagram. Um, you know, and yeah, I'm on Cameo. You know, tell book a, book a Cameo for me, for your friends, for your family. And if, um, you know, if you think you, I'm right for a project, don't feel, don't feel like you can't get in touch with me, you know. Um, as Joan Collins said, it's always good to work with a new kid on the block. And I love somebody who's got you know, the gumption to kind of get in touch with me and go, listen, I've got a project. I'm really interested. Would you be in it? I'm always, I'm all ears and you can always approach me. And uh, if I have the time and I have the ability, I always try to make things work or give my advice. So get in touch with me through social media, uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter uh, are the best ways and book a cameo. Hey. Brilliant. <laughs> website, rossmullen.com. You can also email me through that. Epic. Brilliant. Ross, thank you so much for joining me today for the Talk For podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on. You're an awesome guy. Thanks, Lou. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 22. And if you'd like to listen to our past episodes, go and have a look at our channel. And if you'd like to listen in for our future ones, make sure to hit that subscribe button and spread some love by leaving a like and comment. Signing off for now.